as they say, <laughs> as they say, you never wind up. What was it? How, how did that go? You the preparations that you do never get used in the way that you intended. It's yeah, that's pretty much it. Where, um, and thinking through, it's like, well, have I ever had the chance to prepare for for a thing that like something's coming up? Am I really prepared to the depth that I w- that I wanted to be or whatever? And uh, we were sort of seeming to feel that together right we're like yeah yeah but then again i have noticed how sometimes i've prepared really hard for something that oh yeah that's what the outcome is going to be and then a turn happens and it's like and uh, wow it it, you could it's so dangerously close to 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 magical thinking land because that's not what i'm trying to say where it's like and that's how it was meant to be the whole time that's 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 a good uh that's the narrative bias isn't it yeah and that's cool like i mean go ahead and you know enjoy the narrative bias and uh, magical thinking i mean that can be fun i i like placebos and and symbols and all that kind of stuff um yet also i i like to uh uh, I don't know, not 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 miss a chance on that kind of that kind of lesson thing, like uh, like I was really studying, um, this thing called um, explorable explanations, and doing it in a way with uh, this whole this whole tech stack called uh, Jupiter, or Jupiter. I don't know how to pronounce it because they they're doing a darn Python pun because the Python coding community is pun inflicted. Worse than you could imagine. Oh man. Anyway, um, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is a cool thing, and uh, I ended up needing to set it down. But then, turns out, like that, that practice was actually really handy to be fresh to take on the, a, a different Python thing I needed to do this week. So, I don't know. Do you think? Okay, let's talk about magical thinking for a second. Do you think that by refusing to believe that it was meant to be this way, that you're being all Neil deGrasse Tyson and sucking the joy out of it all? The universe is a knowable thing. Huh? Yep, Neil. He's awesome. So I said the universe is a knowable thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just quoting him. So, uh, yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. I maybe. You worry about that? I'm getting rid of the, I'm getting rid of the, 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 the joy i th- do i yeah i do sometimes i think i would say that between the two of us i'm the less staunchly atheist <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah uh i i use some of that magical language sometimes because uh i love the poetry of it and i love mm. i love what it evokes although i do acknowledge the danger in using it sometimes um, but when it comes to that kind of thing, that kind of like, oh, is it meant to be this way? Or is it just, is, is chance part of the thing? Does, ch- does, does, the, does the chance aspect of a creative path negate some of the fun of it? And I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of humbling in a way, right? Um, sure. It's not, I don't think it, it, it takes the fun out to acknowledge that part of it is just dumb luck mm. um oh i th- i to a whole different angle on taking the fun out taking the fun out can just be pointing out the luck 
be pointing out yeah. the yeah just well allow me to um let's break down this picture into smaller observable parts that we can test and make more detailed that can be the 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 sort of the the, the fun the the fun surgeon who's like nope <laughs> we're getting rid of that and or and that's not my intent i mean I'd, I'd like to be pretty darn jokey i just you know uh i know how that can it, it i know i've i've really not done a great job presenting that sometimes in a way that is fun and approachable so mm -hmm. it can i i feel like i've when i when i've not done a good job it it can feel like it's a you know a, f a fun exterminator I, I yeah I notice that sometimes like Neil deGrasse Tyson can come off that way to me like he'll feel a little bit like all right we got it and got it yeah. science is better <laughs> you know we won't use any kind of mystical language around you because you're gonna correct us you know oh <laughs> you know if if He Man lifted that sword and got struck by lightning it would kill him all right thanks <laughs> thanks Neil <laughs> I got it <laughs> yeah no so sometimes I feel like. He's he's dangerous or perilously close to Killjoy. You're uh, right. So I think about right. I think about him as like an extreme example of, you know, what you were talking about. Like when you say like the the preparation and planning that I do is often used in a way that I never expected. I well, I don't know. Hold on. Po poetic romantic Neil comes out though. So like in the series, you get poetic uh -oh. romantic Neil. He okay. He's smooth and he's got the the he is all he's got lots of feeling that he's bringing to the table but i think twitter neil is not the sin not the it's hard to have that kind of uh presence and oh sure sure i i, I would yeah. be hesitant to judge anybody by their twitter presence i'm talking about like the neil who shows up on radio shows on talk oh, shows shoot and, and in in fairness to him that's what the hosts are usually trying to egg out of him you know they're they're gotcha. trying to go like you know, point out how this is bad. Now point out how this is bad. <laughs> it's, okay. It's That's bad, funny. isn't it, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Interstellar? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's just, yeah, that's baiting him. So, th th so, so to be fair, yes. And, mm. and I said, and I never said that he is a killjoy. I said he gets perilously close. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Because I, I love what he does. And, and uh, in, you know, Star Talk Radio, the podcast is terrific. If those of you who are listening haven't listened to it, it's it's a great podcast where he and Gene Merman uh, talk about. You, it's usually him across the table from a stand-up comic, and he talk he takes questions from listeners, and then he gives his take, and then the stand-up comic sort of like makes it more entertaining for everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh, this sounds magical! I have not seen it, and oh, uh, it's, it's great. It's called Star Talk Radio. Oh uh, no, it's funny. So. <laughs> Part of it is I mean, when I when I think about breaking something down to try to accomplish something, and, and it's like I, I really want to be accountable for my assumptions and to live up to this intention that I put forth. I will get that way, and I suppose like there there's an element of um, there's there's uh, yeah, I mean it's hard to uh, feel romantic and. Um, all loosey goosey and warm and fuzzy about that, um, and that then that, that's hard. But that also means that uh, I, I I think it'd be I I look at this as a challenge now. I'm going to try to find a way to embrace both, 
and that that and, and see how that goes because uh i you know i encounter a lot of situations like and you you have to too like when you're working on a collaborative effort and you have um some kind of goal the the reason you're trying to accomplish accomplish that and then like maybe constraints around it that like are getting interpreted in different ways and then how do you try to find that common ground and to get the clarity and and i think one common strategy is personality and it's it's when if if someone has the the ability to sway a room because of I don't know, quips and cleverness and winks and nods and heel clicks and whatever. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, Yet, if when you then examine it, it doesn't hold up to the intent you've set forth or acknowledge the constraints that, that you're dealing with, then I don't think it did anything constructive. Sort of, you know, like that... Uh, so that's often a role I play, which is I, I find the, how can I find the footholds in that person's, um, you know, they're, they're presenting some kind of thesis or hypothesis about, you know, how they see things and then how does that fit with the, the, what the rest of us are trying to get done or whatever. Boy, that sounds all hand wavy, but yeah, I can't reveal project details and whatever. So I'll yeah. Yeah. Uh, does it make sense though? Dealing with uh, sure, but it sounds yeah. it sounds like we're kind of like walking parallel paths on on a similar kind of topic there. Yeah. Um, because all I was trying to say is that uh, one of the di- okay, so we're both at a point in our lives where we're starting to look at the time ahead and going like, okay, how much how much more can I get done with what time I got left? You know, not like we're not looking the Grim Reaper in the face or anything, but, you know, mm-hmm. you get to, you get to be our age, we're at the point where it's like, okay, whoa, you know, I'm, I'm halfway point, right? Yeah. Time to assess and, and time to be a little bit more judicious. And, and there's a little bit of, like, reflection that comes from that, a little bit, and boy, oh boy, have we been talking about reflection a lot. Oh um, yeah. So one looks back and says, like, okay, you know, did I do it? Did I do a good job so far? How am I doing so far? And, one gets to those points where you say, like, boy, I intended this, but I ended up there instead. And then that in comes the judgment of, did I pass or fail on that, right? Um, hmm. Right? Like, I, I just had a meeting today with uh, some folks who are developing some conflict programming in, in an educational environment, and they wanted to get some input from me. And as I'm explaining all the stuff I do, they're like, wow, do you have an educational background? Like, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, in the sense that, yes, I've been training as an educator for the past seven years, but did I go to college? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that, that, that which invited the whole story of, like, well, how'd you get into this? You know, well, I kind of needed money once upon a time, and I got this job, and I found out that I was good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. The preparation that I did in studying or thinking about my intended audience, the work that I was trying to do, helped me uh, form an easy empathy with that audience when in an educational environment, which made learning educational or or pedagogy a lot easier for me than it might be for somebody else, right? Hmm. So there you go. There's the preparation that I did that that landed me someplace, that got used in a way that I never thought it would. And if you asked me when I was 25, I would have been angry with you for suggesting that I would use it that way, 
You know, I'm not going to be a teacher. No way. <laughs> you know. Um, hmm. So, right. So then, then, then comes this sort of like. Um, do I decide that? Oh, well, that's the way it was meant to be. I was led this way. Events sort of line themselves up to challenge me to go in that direction. Uh, it's always meant to be that way. Or do I say like, boy, you just never know what kinds of challenges are going to get put in front of you, and uh, it's partially chance and it's partially the decisions you dis decisions you make, which I find kind of hum humbling, comforting, and also inspiring at the same time, even if it's a little less ordained, you know. So I I not this is uh, I asked this to get more insight on how do you view that planning then? Do you feel that the planning is an attempt to create that kind of um, almost pre-planning a narrative or forcing a thing to try to um, make it go the way you want it to go versus like acknowledging the, the quirkiness oh and randomality? I'm cards, aren't I? I'm totally tipping my cards, Rob. Um, I'm getting to a point where uh, I'm giving up on trying to force that narrative. Mm. Getting to a point where I'm looking at something that Kazu Kibuichi said once, where he said, like, instead of um, looking for opportunities, one should prepare for opportunities. And instead of fighting this or that to say, well, what am I? Am I this or am I that? Am I a teacher or am I a cartoonist? Am I, what the heck am I? Instead of, instead of fighting that internal battle, going like, you know what? I'm going to be whatever the moment needs me to be. At least I'm going to try to be. Yeah. You know? and, and, and apply the skills that I have to the best I can in that situation. Now, if somebody says, oh, my gosh, this guy has his chest open and we need to put a new heart in here right now, nothing I can do. Oh, ooh, except call 911. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very little. I'm, I'm going to be a very little assistance in that situation. But I think you'd have, a shop, you'd have a shot if it were Optimus Prime, though. Fair enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's Matrix. You know, it's like you take it out, put it in, plug and plug. <laughs> yeah, pretty plug and pay. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, th there's obviously situations where this, I, I by no means feel prepared for everything. And actually, I almost never feel prepared. Um, but that's part of the fun of it, too, right? Part, part of the fun of it is is going like, oh, I wonder what, I wonder what way my skill set is going to be challenged today. You know, it's one of the things I love about teaching is not knowing what kind of room I'm going to walk into in any given day. So, uh, anyway, this yeah, you you hit a you hit a pain point by accident when you started talking about the narrative bias thing, going like, was it meant to be this way, or was it not meant to be? This way? Oh, and, and it it's easy to sound flippant, and like I'm not res respectful of of d the different perspectives involved there too. Where th that mm -hmm. certainly wasn't my intent with the uh, yeah, please. So is it, is it, uh, y so you, please, yeah, like, <laughs> and I just interrupted you to apologize, basically. So <laughs> what, uh. There's nothing to apologize for. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not even really that fully formed of a thought. It's just I wanted to explore it a little bit with you because it's just something I've been wrestling with. And, it, and I've been thinking about how saying it was meant to be is, is a valid, well, valid, it's a coping mechanism, let's call it that. Um, for me personally, it's a coping mechanism that uh, absolves me of my decision making in this in this process. Um, or it ooh, let me let me be careful. It ha it sounds too much like absolving me of the decision making process, whereas some people would argue it's it's a partnership. 
Exactly. It's so funny because so with a lot of different uh, different uh, techniques and phrases and, and terms, they can get um, misused mm-hmm. long enough where, where yeah, I mean, it, it's the whole like that's how it was meant to be. If if I guess you mean the flow of causality of your choices interacting with the chaos of the universe plus everything around it, whatever it did. Yeah. I Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess so. I mean, that's why I guess stories are useful because we're, um, I don't know, like you can, you can apply lessons in that way that seem to transmit something of use to others and whatnot. Ah, there you go. So. Yes. Yes. In, in that sense, when you're reverse engineering, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, in class this week and I posted it on Instagram, um, I saw one of my uh, adult students sort of wrestling with this idea of like they were trying to take on too many battles on the page at the same time. They were trying to like pencil ink and write all at the same time. I was like, mm. oh, oh, you know what? I see why you're frustrated here. Let's let's talk about chunking. And I and I demonstrated my chunking process. Like, okay, at this stage I'm only worried about this. At this stage I'm only worried about that. And I even gave them like sort of like a time breakdown. Like generally speaking, these are the way that sec- this, these are the hours I spent on these different sections. Mm. And I could see and actually the student actually reported that this made them feel little bit better about it right that reverse engineering of with narrative helps you communicate experience to people to help them make more informed decisions for sure so when it comes to um when it comes to planning and magical thinking and beliefs and all that stuff i get that we're like this jumbled cognitive you know (laughs) salad right and I try to make sure that mine isn't gelatin based, you know, because there's like some <laughs> some some jello in there, some whipped cream and probably random, you know, celery, whatever. And yeah. it's it's uh, it's incomplete, but functional. And when that comes to like working on things with, with other folks, I, I tend to try to not just stop at um, to stop at the narrative because I feel like I've learned more by doing that. And uh, hopefully, uh, can translate that approach into you know something of service 